tweet at Today SOR. Eileen texts to say she's too nervous to get a takeaway, let alone go into a restaurant. Well, you've got to start back some way. Uh, lots of reaction as well about quarantining um, on a, for, for people arriving. My daughter and her husband are in Australia in different cities and states. The only way they can greet, or sorry, is meet is by taking two weeks holidays and isolation. Police call two or three times a week to check. That's from Frank. Another one, we, tur- we returned to Ireland two weeks ago. We were told to self-quarantine for two weeks, which we're doing. We have not received any follow-up contact. We gave our names, our addresses and where we would be staying and also the contact number. Another one, I spoke to my brother in Perth this morning. Anyone landing in Perth has to quarantine for two weeks, full stop. They have had no new cases in seven days. It says a lot. So it does. That's from Dearden. Now, 60 years ago, the Irish Wheelchair Association was founded to meet the needs of people with physical disabilities. All these years later, the association is busier than ever, but now with the COVID-19 restrictions, the association has had to radically alter the way they operate and to go mobile. Evelyn O'Rourke has been finding out more from their frontline staff. Evelyn, who have you been talking to? Well, Sean, I went out, actually it was a great day. I went out to meet with with some of the team at the Irish Wheelchair Association and they told me that they have over 20,000 members and they offer, of course, a wide range of services and their day centres are particularly popular and they're based in 57 locations across the country. But the issue, Sean, for them is usually their members come to them. They go and pick them up and bring them into a centre for a day's respite or training. But obviously with the shutdown, they had to close down these vital centres really overnight. And as they say themselves, you know, we're supporting so many of the vulnerable people that we hear about the people with underlying conditions so their needs are really significant. So overnight they changed their day centre strategy and instead of people coming into them they've now hit the road and they're now delivering vital food, medicine, services, chats even more importantly, information packs and supports to their members. Yes and you went uh, to the centre that they have in Clane in Kildare. Yeah, and they were saying to me, look, this is usually one of our busiest hubs. And I went there, I was talking to Tina Ging, who's a community centre service coordinator there. And she told me the place is usually buzzing, but it was so quiet the day that I was there. And they have invited me back, Sean, for whenever that is when they reopen. But here Tina told me more about that work and about how she and her team with Declan Hamilton had to suddenly adapt their service when the restrictions started. Previously, we bring up to 90 people a week in over a five-day service. We bring people in, we do QQI-accredited courses in computers, in horticulture, in crafts. We would do music, we would do drama, we would do one-to-one exercise programmes. They are like every other student in the country now as well, waiting to finish their projects and their pieces. And social is a huge thing for us. People are isolated at the best of times. So it's very much about social interaction and it's about bringing people together and having fun at the end of the day. Weeks ago, that changed for us. Declan phoned me at half one on Thursday and said, we have to close our doors. We need a plan today. By four o'clock in Clane, we had a plan in place for the Friday. We couldn't just leave people at home and have no service. They were dependent on the Irish Wheelchair Association service. So on a Friday, it was phone calls. Is everyone okay? Do you need anything? We also in Clane do a very important service and we provide hot meals to our service users. So when they come in here during the day, they are dependent on us to provide home-cooked meals. So on the Friday straight away, we delivered home-cooked meals. By doing that, we checked in on our service users. So that was our first day. Then we realised this was going to go on an awful lot longer. So what we did on the Monday, we made a list of every single service user who comes into our service. And we contacted them all individually. We started changing working rosters because we have to be very mindful of social distancing. So we couldn't have 20 staff on site. Our first week, we spent maybe two minutes on a phone call. Now, as of this week, two staff are spending four hours each. So eight hours talking to people. Our average phone call is 27 minutes to a person that's at home. And that for us is part of what we do. We're talkers in Irish Wheelchair Association. We socialise. So for us to pick up a phone, that's part of what we do. We are now bringing our service out to the community. 
So we are linking every day with our service users. We are linking with our volunteers. We are checking in with staff who, like every other staff, are anxious, but we're also very much aware we are frontline staff of people with disabilities. And we can't stop that. More now than ever it is needed. So that's Tina Ging there at the centre in Clane and Kildare. And then you went out and you hit the road to see the work going on. Yeah, and I have to say, it's a real privilege with all this work, Sean, getting to see all this frontline effort happening. And in this case, I was out with John Bracken, who's a programme assistant and bus driver with the association for years. And he said, look, since COVID-19 restrictions have kicked in, he's now going to people's houses to drop off supplies and check in with them. Whereas up to now, he would have been picking members up to bring them to the centre. But he's now really bringing the centre to them. So here, John and I are pulling up outside the home of one of their members, Gronia Sugars. And John tells me a little bit more about how his job has changed completely in just some weeks. My job has changed because the members can't come to us, so we are going to them now. We're bringing them hot meal. We're actually asking them, do they need anything, like from the pharmacy or from the shops? And like a lot of them can't get out, they're afraid to come out of their homes. And they're just terrified. So the only people they might see is us, and even to spend time talking to them, reassuring them, and letting them know that we're here, and if they need anything, just to pick up the phone. We'll do our best to bring out whatever they need. So it has changed, like us all, we're all going a bit bonkers in the house all day. So I do a bit of physio back in the centre, so I try to get them to do a little bit of walking and a little bit of moving around to keep them active. But you've gone from bringing people to the centre to bringing the centre to them? That's it, absolutely. And how worried are people when you're talking to them? Well, they're terrified because they're so vulnerable and they're just afraid to go outside the door that if they pick up the virus, they mightn't survive, maybe. It's it's very frightening for them and for all of us. They're saying it to you? Oh, absolutely, yeah. They're saying they're frightened and they'd be delighted to see us, do you know what I mean, and telling us to stay safe, which... You know, right. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so, so you're coming to visit Gronia today, so... Yeah, she would normally come to us, and when she'd come in, she would do art. She's very good at art. She'd spend the day there, she'd get a hot meal, and then, of course, she'd mix with all the members that's there. She's sort of isolated here, she doesn't go out very far. So she misses that, I'd say, terribly right Just now. the interaction. Absolutely, right? absolutely, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so what are you doing for Gronia today? Today we're going to bring a hot meal to her. The girls in the kitchen made scones and a wrap. So we're going to bring it in and she'll be happy to see us, I'm sure. Well, good for John. John Bracken there. Now, tell me about artist Gronya, Gronya Sugars there, who was at the receiving end of the scones and uh, other, other hot food. Well, can I say, Sean, I was also at the receiving end of the scones. I went home with a lovely bag of scones. They were fabulous. But yes, I spoke to Gronya from a very safe distance. I'm getting good at that. And she's a wheelchair user and she really enjoys her visits to the centre. And she says, look, while she's grateful for the support and she completely understands what everybody's doing, she misses it. She misses that little break in her week because her day was Wednesday. And she loves her art, as she said there. And she loves the chats, just that casual conversation. And it's interesting, I was listening to your restaurateurs there a few minutes ago talking about, you know, we're social animals. And Gronia was making the point to me that friends used to drop into her all the time and that that's not happening to the same degree. So I spoke to her, but then I also spoke to Declan. We mentioned him earlier. Declan is the area manager there based in Clane. And he says that with the staff, they've expanded their services even more. And now even, Sean, at this stage, some of the vehicles owned by the Irish Wheelchair Association are actually being used as mobile testing centres. So they're now out on the road as well, going directly to clients who, of course, would struggle maybe to get to a testing centre themselves. So they really are operating on all fronts at this point. 
and they will always be happy to receive donations, Sean, or help from volunteers. So I must mention the website there, which is iwa.ie for more information. But here we are, myself, John and Tina, we pulled up outside Gronya's house and she came out to the door to talk to us. And you'll hear a bit of the chat that goes on. And then Gronya talks more about her affection for IWA, her artwork. And then Declan Hamilton, he told me more really about those changes that they had to make overnight, such as things like setting up an emergency assistant team. And he just says he is so proud of all his team. So here are these sounds now. John, I presume you never got your holiday. No, no, I never went on my holiday. No, no my holiday was cancelled. Supposed to go to Lambs already. I put it back, please God, to maybe uh, November. Hopefully, we should if be back If we're giving the time off, Ron, it all depends. Have to talk nice to our coordinator, Tina. <laughs> yeah. Just very quickly, I suppose, what does this service mean to you? The Wheelchair Association, they're a fabulous association. We'd be picked up in the bus in the morning and arrive to the centre, we'd have our tea and scones in the morning and then I'm doing ceramics at the moment, which I'm thoroughly enjoying and I've never done it before. We have lunch there, then we're brought back in the bus. Personally, I find that to go to the centre on a Wednesday in the middle of the week, it really breaks up the week and I look forward to it. Tell me about how your life has changed since the restrictions have come into place. I would be confined to the house anyway. But it's quite lonely because of the fact that friends would drop in for a cup of tea and you, re you really miss that and you realise how good your friends have been. So now it's, it's quite quiet really. I would definitely say I really, really miss going to the IWA on Wednesday. Some of our members are some of the most vulnerable members within the community and we've looked at being proactive and how we can support these members and so we put a call out I suppose to within the organisation for staff to come forward and, and we formed a, an emergency response team and what this team simply are doing is, is they're supporting our members if they follow recommendations we can still provide that service until that person needs medical intervention. And Evelyn, that's exactly it. There's such a fear out there that yeah. services will stop. You know, and IWA aren't in a position to stop their services. We redesigned a new model of service to meet that new need. For us, we're incredibly proud that we've done that, but equally it's given the members the reassurance that they need that we are going to be there day to day moving forward. So that's Declan Hamilton there and with him uh, you also had uh, Gráinne Sugars and uh, the driver uh, who was uh, with you as well, John Bracken and Tina King, all putting in a great shift there uh, for the IWA, the Irish Wheelchair Association, IWA.ie, uh, for more information if you want to donate as well. Evelyn, thanks indeed for that report and uh, speaking of scones, we got a right load of them from a very good friend of mine up in County Loud, uh, a man called Aidan in Darver. Uh, thank you indeed for that. A lot, of, a lot of very interesting things landing in this office. <laughs> <laughs> these days. Anyway, look, it's all going to come to an end tomorrow. Evelyn, thanks for that. We'll take a quick break. Today with Sean O'Rourke on RTE Radio 1. Hi, Martin Morrissey here. This is an urgent appeal on behalf of hospice and specialist palliative home care providers. Our national fundraising efforts have been severely affected by COVID-19. If you can donate to your local hospice, please visit our new national fundraising website togetherforhospice.ie What's raised locally stays locally.
Listen to Today with Sean O'Rourke with the RTE Radio Player. Lots of texts coming in. Don't forget we'll have uh, Jeremy and Mary here. Uh, would you please ask them about ants? I have black ants in the plant box in the greenhouse and some vicious reddish brown ones in the garden. We certainly will. Um, and then another one. What about the carpenters, the plumbers, the electricians, the truck drivers, the sailors, the fishermen, the blacksmiths in the country? Every day it's all about the publicans, the hairdressers, the restaurateurs, the hoteliers. What about the rest of us? Asks Paul. What about you indeed? Uh, perhaps something that we can be talking about or maybe Sarah McInerney will be talking about from next week's onward. Next week onwards, that starts on Monday. Now, it's 11 o'clock. We go to the newsroom and to Brian Jennings.